We need to focus on life support. Find out what I mean on this episode of Pushback. If you're concerned about the direction our culture is heading, then maybe it's time to push back. Hello, everyone. This is Pushback, and I'm Dr. Johnny. It is my pleasure to come before you every week with uh, hopefully new and exciting topics about culture, the things that are affecting this world, and how we approach the world as ambassadors of heaven here on this earth. And uh, I have been doing a series on health and fitness and weight loss, and, and last week I just went a little bit political. And this week I just felt led to go back to the most important cultural, human rights, civil rights issue of my lifetime, and that is the issue of abortion. I found a wonderful article that I want to share portions with you because I believe it's sad and encouraging all in the same boat. I don't know how you can take certain statistics and find an encouraging piece in it even though there's a little piece of sadness mixed into it as well. So I will explain. It's important that we understand who we are and where we're positioned, what I call post-Roe. When we're after Roe v. Wade, which has now been over a year since that has been overturned, and most of the political upheaval, uh, shifting, uh, positioning has taken place over this past year has gone back to the states. And as I've shared with you before, Minnesota, unfortunately, has gone crazy liberal um, left wing uh, radical, uh, one of the most radical states. And that has certainly saddened me, uh, but also has us um, hopefully being more vigilant about what is required to change the hearts of the people. You've heard me talk about this so many, many ways and so many times before, how there is an eerie connection between William Wilberforce and what he was able to overcome, overturning slavery in the United Kingdom. And uh, he did it in one generation. He did it in his lifetime. And so that has buoyed me, that has encouraged me, that I believe that we can do it too. And we are in a hotbed of, of, of liberalism uh, and we uh, should be very clear. It should be very clear to us where the line is drawn and what needs to be done and the focus that is required to push back, to push back against this wave of death, of, of hopelessness, of lifelessness, and we are the ones to do it. So we need to rise up. We can't just be for what we're against but what we are for. It's not just about being against abortion. We also need to focus on what we are for, which is life. If we are pro-life, if that is the flag that we are waving, then we need to also be focused and vigilant on, on being prepared for the potential influx 
of needs that would be required if there were extreme abortion limits or if abortion was outlawed completely. That's our goal. Hey, we never thought that Roe v. Wade would ever get overturned and it happened. And so if we set our sights on abortion being um, wiped off our land, the blight of death um, and blood on this land, if we have vision for that being wiped off um, and our country being restored to its, its foundation of valuing life and citizenry here, um, then we can stay focused. We can believe. We can believe that radical change could take place, but it starts in the hearts of the people. It does not start in St. Paul. It doesn't start in Washington, D.C. It starts with our hearts. Politicians always follow the hearts of the people, not the other way around. And so with that being said, I found an article written by Maureen Ferguson, a writer for The Hill. This was an opinion. She was an opinion contributor. Uh, the article was titled, Most Women Who Abort Say They Would Rather Not, and Congress Can Help Them. And so this is an encouraging piece of legislation. I just said that politics are not the answer, but politics will respond to the people. And that's exactly what this article is about. Can I read some of this to you? In the post-Roe era, the messy democratic process has begun to sort out abortion policy and politics across the country. But another important task also lies ahead. Support for women experiencing unplanned pregnancies has always been at the heart of the pro-life movement. Those seeking to build a culture of life are right to prioritize support for women and keep it at the center of legislative policy debates and political strategy. Legislation that focuses on supporting mothers, connecting them to the vast network of pregnancy resource centers and other aid will empower vulnerable women to choose life for their babies and avoid the tragedy of abortion. Representative Ashley Hinson, Republican from Iowa, recently introduced such a bill and it deserves bipartisan support. The Iowa Congresswoman's Providing for Life Act is a comprehensive pro-family legislative package that values life at all stages, including after birth. It provides the support that mothers and children need through a public-private partnership that builds block-by-block block a culture of life. It would save countless babies and mothers from the heart-wrenching choice of abortion. We know this bill will save babies because it reflects the latest research on why women have abortions. Most women experience a crisis during pregnancy do not want an abortion, but obtain one out of desperation. A May 2023 peer-reviewed study surveyed 1,000 women who had abortions and found that a staggering 60% said they would have carried their child to term if they had greater emotional or financial support or both. That is an incredible paragraph. 60% said they maybe would have chosen differently if the support system around them was greater. It's sad, but encouraging. Let me read on. Sadly, two-thirds said their decision to abort violated their own values and preferences. Their, begin quote, choice, end quote, was, it turns out, not really what they would have wanted. In fact, a full 24% described their abortion as unwanted or coerced. 
That's a big number. That's a crazy statistic. Hinson's bill is aimed at reaching that 60% of women who wanted to choose life, but felt trapped, unsupported, or coerced. A key part of Representative Hinson's bill is the establishment of a website called life.gov, which is a federal clearinghouse to make known all assistance available to women. It includes resources for pregnant college-age women so they can continue their education. The bill provides enhanced parental leave for working women and tax credits to ease financial burdens. For low-income mothers, there is increased eligibility for the Women, Infants, and Children program postpartum and programs providing volunteer mentoring and peer support services. The bill also facilitates the difficult but beautiful choice of adoption. This is the resources that we're calling for to surround women. And we should be encouraged by the fact that most women who actually feel like they had an abortion wish they hadn't. That is a credible potential for us. The data suggests that if only if they only knew that financial, educational, and emotional resources were available, more women would feel supported in their motherhood and choose to carry to term. A young woman who finds herself pregnant, a high school girl, a college student, or a 20 or 30-something professional, wouldn't feel forced to make a choice that violates her beliefs or preferences. She'd have a real choice and be able to make the choice she wants to make. This suite of policies would offer women authentic empowerment, a far cry from the woman need abortion message that so tragically underestimates women's abilities and resilience. I just want to read that again. People, they wouldn't be forced to make a choice that violates her beliefs or preferences. She'd have a real choice and be able to make the choice she wants to make. This suite of policies would offer women authentic empowerment, a far cry from the women need abortion message that so tragically underestimates women's abilities and resilience. Great policy, it turns out, is also great politics. Consider the post-Dobbs polling on public support for pregnancy resource centers. 74% of Americans said they want public funding for such centers after learning what services the centers offer. Almost 80% of Republicans, 72% of independents, and 73% of Democrats support funding these centers. That's amazing. Earlier this year, a Marist poll found even higher support for pregnancy resource centers. 91% support or strongly support. Backing for pregnancy resource centers among self-identified pro-choice respondents came in at 88%. My friends, these statistics should tell us that we actually have the support of almost all Americans to actually put resources around women. It's also telling us that when we put those resources around those women, that they would most likely, over 60% of the time, make a different choice. That is an encouraging statistic. 
when we follow the bouncing ball, we can show that we can actually make a change and we can save these babies' lives by, by creating resources around them and offering resources. Now, it's a slippery slope when we're looking for public funding <laughs> because when they publicly fund this, they can publicly fund everything. But what I'm calling for on this podcast is the private funding. Those of us who have been wagging the pro-life flag, we are the ones that need to pony up. We are the ones that need to make sure our local pregnancy support centers are strong, funded, and encouraged. She goes on to write, both sides of the polarized abortion debate say they want to help women. The polling indicates that Representative Hinson's bill represents a bipartisan consensus on how to do just that. There are similar bills in state legislatures across the country and others like it in Congress. It seems like a good place to start in the post-Roe era. Help the majority of women who are seeking abortions they don't want. Let's prioritize this type of pro-life safety net legislation. It's the best policy and political strategy for the present movement. And it will change hearts, wait, change hearts and minds, enabling further progress down the road on legislation that protects both women and children. Did you catch that? Remember, William Wilberforce, it's about changing the hearts of the people. Maureen Ferguson is making the editorial position that when we put a pro-life safety net around those who are in crisis or feel trapped or feel scared, afraid, worried, that if they know that they're surrounded with resources, love, encouragement, that their life goes on with this child, that it will change hearts and minds. Isn't that what we want? Isn't that what we are after? My friends, this is an important strategy. The legislation of abortion is critical. It's the, it's the civil rights movement of our time, protecting the innocent. They can't even fight for themselves inside the womb. They are American citizens that need protection. And I believe our current abortion position in our country is on the wrong side of history. I have countless podcasts over the last four years on that very point. I encourage you to go back and listen to them. I encourage you to go back and listen to my series on William Wilberforce and how you can inject your life into the story of this generation that turns and changes the hearts of people. That can be you. But this is such an eloquently written article. This is such an encouraging bill that's being proposed before Congress. This is such a, an encouragement towards local pregnancy centers who literally are on the front line of this battle. There is a battle for lives, for young, perfect, innocent lives made in the image of God with the purpose and, and integrity and, and future that is only given by God. That's what we're fighting for. And these pregnancy centers are on the front line. 
And just like in a war or just like in a battle, we need to support the front lines. We need to same, send all of our resources to the, to the people and the, and the positioning of the front line, the strategy that is there. And so this podcast is a call for what I call a bucket of resources. We need to have the bucket already filled before some of this legislation change happens. And that's what we're praying for. Roe v. Wade happened and all of us are like, whoa, what just happened? I can't believe that happened. But I'm not sure our bucket was full and ready. We need to be ready not only for legislative positioning, not only for legal positioning, but we need to be ready for the the practical positioning of helping people, helping these young mothers and fathers. Caring for a baby, valuing its life and bringing this baby to term and to a productive life here on this earth. A bucket of resources at the ready. The obvious is financial. Look up your local crisis pregnancy center and make a donation today. It doesn't have to be much. But as somebody who runs a ministry, every donation is not only financial freedom, financial purpose, but it's that, it's that injection of encouragement that says we believe in you, we, we, we believe in what you're doing, And we want you to keep going and not lose hope, not lose energy. So even a little donation is a message that we see you on the front lines and we need you to keep going and keep doing what you're doing. Let's fill up the financial bucket so money is never a consideration for the work that they do. We need to have a bucket ready for adoption services. We need to have our front doors opening and welcoming children in of all ages because our country values family, values homes, values provision, and values love. And when we display and demonstrate that over the face of the earth, there is nothing more powerful and there's nothing more in alignment than the heart of the father than when a family adopts a child. I believe it's the most direct reflection of heaven here on earth. Because we're all brought in through the spirit of adoption, taking our rightful place as sons and daughters in his home. It's the reflection of the gospel itself. And so when families do that in a real and practical way, there can't be more, a more tangible demonstration of God's love on this earth than adopting a child, being a foster parent, welcoming somebody into your home and caring for them. And the other thing I would ask for, if you can't do something financially, is donating your time and your efforts to crisis pregnancy centers. They are always in need of people, time, and help. Whether it's just making phone calls to young ladies, encouraging them, checking in with them, telling them that they can do it. It is so important. It's such a vital piece of the kingdom when we are, when we are instruments of encouragement here on this earth. And we can be that for these young women in crisis. We can also be that for the staff members at these pregnancy care centers because they need it. It's frontline work. And I'm sure there is burnout and I'm sure there is heartache and I'm sure there is disappointment. But there's also the thrill of victory, those places where lives are saved. And we need to be the encouragement. Send them a note. Send them a letter that says, I am a member of this culture. I'm a member of this community. And I want you to let you know that what you're doing matters. And we're cheering you on. And we're supporting you. 
Offer them your phone number or email so that they can get a hold of you. Send them a little donation of money. All of those things are ways that we support the kingdom movement of what he is doing. So that's the call for this podcast very specifically. There's a place for that. This article shows there's a place for women who are pregnant and they don't want to be coerced and they don't want to be forced. and They don't want to be trapped. They want to make the choice for life. So it's what the statistics show. Let's jump into that vortex, jump into that potential, and let's go save those lives. That's what we do. That's why we're here. Would you go to gofam.org or go to pushbackculture.org and leave a message? I could use an encouraging message. Just let me know that you're listening and that you appreciate it. It's just a, an injection to us and to our ministry that what we're doing matters, that these words matter, that you've received encouragement. I'll take that. If you're interested in making a financial donation, this podcast is, is, is supported by you, the listeners. And people have been so generous along the, along the way. And I would appreciate and, and ask for your continued donation so that this can continue and, and continue to be possible every single week. Love you so much. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your attention. And thank you for your desire to be injected on the stage of world history where your life matters, where your life is in position to save lives, to impact lives, to restore lives. That's why you're here on this earth. So let's go together now to set and shape the culture. Thank you.